Hey guys, so in this episode, I have my second talk with Robert Gene Smith, the creator of Faster EFT. So I'm a certified Faster EFT practitioner and before I started going to the trainings, I would see videos on Robert's site of people who would have a list of persistent chronic conditions that doctors couldn't help with and they were able to heal themselves using Faster EFT. So these videos were almost too hard to believe until I started training and I met my fellow practitioners in training who are now my friends and who've had similar amazing out of this world healing success with faster EFT. So Robert talks about the experiences of my friends, how the mind creates pain and what to do about it and a little bit more. All right, enjoy. What's the biggest obstacle to getting what we want? Limiting beliefs and expectations created by our past experiences. These limits create a subconscious attraction of what we don't want and block what we do want. But we can turn it all around with a powerful tapping tool called Faster EFT and leading edge law of attraction principles. In this podcast, life coach Mark Shahada explores both of these subjects with guests as well as performs tapping demonstrations and sessions. Listen in and see for yourself how it all works. Welcome to the Tap It Out Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to the Tap It Out Podcast. This is Mark Shahada and I'm here with Robert Gene Smith, creator of Faster EFT. Hey Robert. Hey Mark, good to see you. Glad for you to be here with me. And so today I want to talk a little bit about my experience with, you know, I'm a practitioner and I've had, you know, many people, uh, co-practitioners with me go through the trainings and I've seen the, the problems that they've had as far as let's say we'll talk about Phyllis now Phil she had chemical sensitivity she was in bed she was depressed she wouldn't go out without a mask and because of fastery of teeth she was able to change all of that and heal herself of, of these conditions that seem like they're just with you and she would go to doctors and she couldn't do anything about it and she couldn't heal herself until she started using the faster EFT process. And then there's someone like Andrea, who's also a fellow practitioner mm -hmm. and she had severe bodily problems. That's, yeah. And then there's Heather who, who had many conditions. Can you talk a little bit about what Heather had and how she was able to mm -hmm. transform her body? Well, uh, Heather, Heather's story, like Andrea's story, and also like Phyllis's story, they had severe physical illnesses. I mean, they had illnesses that they, they were diagnosed from POTS to Lyme disease, from chronic fatigue syndrome, ILMI. I mean, the list goes on. One of them had were 140 pills a day trying to deal with their daily pain. And um, um, this was just... A, Part of their their painful life, and and several of them said, you know, death was a was a was a close wish. If I only could just end this pain, and um, Phyllis, she found my videos on YouTube. She started working with the vi videos. She started getting sessions. Andrea, she, I mean, she's twenty two years old, twenty two year old little kid, and she's having chronic fatigue. She can't go to college. She's depressed. She's just her her hope was trying to deal with food, try to get the right foods, and hopefully that will work. And it's the same with, with Heather as well. The list goes on. If you ever really want to see some really amazing transformations in people's lives, this is where you're going to see it, is in these stories. They're all on YouTube as well. And so 
this is this is major major issues that a lot of modalities are unable to even get close to creating a real physical emotional shift right and so can we talk about how faster EFT starts to turn that around like a little bit more specific on, on the process of how someone who has these problems how can they turn their life around and start to heal themselves well let's kind of look at the idea of, of why we're sick first why is somebody severely ill all right so the model thinking is is how the mind works the mind is um, is a recording machine it picks up belief systems value systems um, emotional experiences and what the brain will do is it'll capture it and organize it they'll organize it in the mind and the body the mind will make the mind will make it real the body what I've noticed when I work with people with severe physical, emotional issues and illnesses, it's driven by the unconscious, the brain, which what it does, uh, how, how we work is like, Mark, you, um, somebody comes to you and hits you over the head with a banana and you felt embarrassed and it hurt. And, and then from that point forward, you may not like bananas. Or the you, banana hurt me? And the banana really hurt. <laughs> okay. Boom. And, so, and then you're embarrassed and humiliated in front of everybody. So now you have this total anger towards bananas. Okay. Not only that, but you also start walking in a way that you're, you're paranoid that someone else is going to hit you from behind again. From banana so with bananas. Yeah. this memory, and it starts making the body gear up, prepare itself for another hit. All right. Now, you, what we've done in our life, and the number one coping skill in the world when we deal with pain, physical pain, emotional pain, is when it happens, we hold the memory because we hold the memory so that it won't happen again and we keep it handy. And that means the brain will take this experience and it'll hold it in itself. Now, the brain, the mind, and the body are one, they work as one. The brain is the culprit, it holds the references and makes the body respond. So if you have experiences and you don't know how to dissipate the emotions and dissipate how you captured it, the brain will hold it in the body. Right. Now, over time, if you've had a lot of physical, emotional traumas and abuses, the body is still carrying the pain and expressing the pain that the mind captured. Now, the body, you have to understand, too, the body is a servant to the mind. It's not the culprit. It's just the follower of the mind. And when we go in and we have someone with severe physical illness, we talk about, say, for example, Heather McKean. Now, she came up. I pulled her up. I worked with 45 minutes. We went from a zero to 10. Her pain was a nine, I think, or seven, eight, nine. And by the time we got done, it was almost completely gone. Now, this is a lifetime of pain, but we weren't talking to the conscious mind. We're talking to the unconscious who holds memories. And the problem with Heather, like a lot of other people, you and I, we've had experiences, hurts and pains, and we don't know how to dissipate the emotions. We don't know how to dissipate the physical and the auditory and the kinesthetic sensations. So the mind holds that. And over time, there's an accumulation of these experiences. And then illness is, a, is a, an expression of whatever is held. It kind of reminds me of this guy who came to see me and he had no arm. It was, he lost it in an in a, um, accident. But yet he's taken these medications from the doctor to deal with the pain that in the arm that isn't there. Now, this is real pain. He feels it in his body or in the arm that actually isn't there. Mm -hmm. All right. So what the mind does, it captures pain 
organizes pain and repeats the pain throughout life unless you go and change the mind pain, and we call it brain pain. And he came in, now this is, you know, his pain level from zero to 10, it was a nine, real physical pain in something that didn't exist. And I went to the memory of the accident and we changed the memory of the accident and how it happened and what he felt about it and also the shame and anger, hurt and anger and all these experiences afterwards, after one session, one two-hour session, the pain was completely gone in the arm that wasn't there. Right. Because there is what you call the brain has this great ability to hold on to pain, hold on to pains, and keep accumulating and building because you have to understand the purpose of pain is to keep you safe. The purpose of pain is to keep you alive. And have you ever noticed like when you have a, you had a, an assignment due or you had to speak publicly at school or you had some big thing that you need to address and you got really sick? You got sick, yeah. And that's because the pain has a, is a waving wind flag trying to keep you safe. And unfortunately, if you have a lot of pains, a lot of traumas in your mind, in your body, will begin to cry. So I say that pains in the body is emotional crying of memories unchanged and un, or un or not rewritten. So you must learn how to change this. Now, we're, now this is real, real pain. Chemically, it is produced. It is produced in the mind. You do feel it. But when you change the mind, the brain pain, the pain disappears physically as well. Right. So let's say I have a I have a fear of public speaking, and I and I let's say I was twelve years old and I spoke up in class, and the teacher made fun of me and humiliated humiliated me. Mm-hmm. And I look around, I see you know, all my classmates laughing at me. Mm-hmm. And so are you saying that there's a coping mechanism that kicks in that wants to protect me from ever speaking up again, because if I speak up again, I'm going to be humiliated. Exactly. And there's lots of ways that, that I will be, you know, I could protect myself from that. And pain is one of them. Pain is one way. Right. Maybe I'll get sick and I'll have something that will keep me from speaking up. But there's also other ways that depending on how I do it, there's other ways that I can keep myself safe from speaking up in public and pain is just one of them. Is that correct? Yeah. Pain, panic attacks, fears, phobias, traumas. I mean, yeah, again, you have to understand that the brain's purpose of pain is for for survival. Right. It's trying to keep you alive. It's trying to keep you safe. It's trying to keep you in alignment with whatever it is that you're holding and the belief structure, but that's behind it. Um, Knowing how to dismantle, the programming in the mind is, is the real art in which I teach how to go in and rewrite your brain. You know, the, the neuroplasticity of the mind is, is a really amazing skill, but knowing how to do it and knowing, and once you change the brain, the brain pain, the brain trauma, the brain hurt, or whatever it is that you hold, as you do that, there, there, there's oftentimes what you call a ripple effect. That means you'll see changes in other areas you didn't even address because how the brain stored these memories, they were linked together somehow. So uh, the weird thing is like a woman, I was in Ireland and I was, um, I don't remember what kind of seminar it was. And she had, she's asking a question about something and I hand her the microphone and she asked her question. I got the microphone back and it was soaking wet. I said, do you have public speaking fear? She said, oh yes, I do. And the weird thing is, you know what she does for a living? She's a radio personality on, on the radio. But as I started looking at this and I pulled her up up front and I started addressing, I started asking questions to get the strategy of how her brain created the fear of public speaking, which is the bizarre thing is had nothing to do with speaking at all. Right. It had to do with an experience that 
she was at her grandmother's house and she was out playing and with, with some boys and her she came home and a grandparent the grandmother and mother suspected foul play so she had her remove her clothes and, and and inspected her parts of her body now here it is the feeling of being inspected evaluated and it created a fear of public speaking it had nothing to do with public speaking just being the center of attention mm-hmm. and so the bizarreness of the mind has this ability to capture and to express in weird ways right. and knowing how to go in and chest those is, is the real beauty in the art of personal change okay so anyone out there who who's experiencing pain what can they do to um you know learn more about faster eft and learn more about your teachings on how to heal that pain I think the most important thing, you know, is I have FasterT.com. I have a seven-day free course, take a free course, get an understanding of how your mind works. Um, I would, I, my personal opinion is invest in the level one online course, which is, is you can change yourself. And it shows you how your mind works. It gives you exercises, walk you through, practice the, the skills, learn how to change your own mind. Um, physical pain is, um, is an interesting, I'd call it an interesting animal. It's an interesting process that our brain is trying to keep us safe. We have uh, memories attached to people, parents, loved ones, and we have a tendency to mirror and act from that. But the most important thing is learn how to change your mind. The weird thing is you'll notice that you'll find big major resistance changing memory because it is the memories that our brain uses that keeps us in the pain. And it's also trying to keep us safe based on the memories it holds. So, you can change your body, you can change your health, you can change your relationships by merely learning how to change yourself. And practitioners in Faster EFT, we're, we're also trained to be able to deal with that resistance. Like if, if a client has resistance, we know how to work around that. And, and, yeah. and yes, okay. Yeah, we'll see. The, the nice thing is, of course, you know, you're a practitioner. Um, what we do in, in level in our your tactics training is, is we teach you the structure of problems, how problems are created, we show you how to go in and rewrite the story inside your mind. We show you how to get your unconscious strategy and how your brain is creating the pain or the emotional, physical issue. And um, once you change the resources, the, 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 the references, the proof, and the ideologies around it, your body naturally follows. And it always follows the mind. So if you think of a happy thought, as you start thinking a happy thought, your body feels happy. You think of a negative thought, you start to think of it, you start to feel negative. So this is the structure of pain. This is the structure of all problems, basically. Learn how to change your mind, you change your life. So, well, I think this is awesome because lots of times people just separate pain from the mind. And you're there to show that there's a direct connection yeah. and how the, how the body re- responds to what we hold inside. So um, I think it's so helpful for anyone who wants to, you know, who have maybe chronic illnesses or chronic conditions in their body that they can uh, – that they can work on. So you're again, it's fastereft.com. Yeah. Faster okay. There's a, there's oh. a lot to this, the pain stuff. There's so much information I have about pain, but uh, there is hope. There's big hope. And not only that your life, like several of the people who, who shared their, their personal transformation from pain to no pain, they're actually living a life they never ever had before way beyond they've ever had before they were sick. And that's because they have real personal power. So, you know, if I were to say anything to your to your friends or my friends or people who are watching this video, learn how to like you, learn how to love you, learn how to be kind within you, because it's what you do inside yourself, you're gonna to do to other people. It's what you do inside yourself 
that hurts yourself or blesses you. So learn how to be nice within yourself. And as you do that, your world gets better. Okay, I love it. Well, thank you so much, Robert. It's great to be with you. All right, thank you. Thank you, Mark. I enjoyed this. All right. Peace. Peace. Thanks for joining us on the Tap It Out podcast with Mark Shahada. We hope you enjoyed it. Catch you next time.